So I just walked you back to your car and I was like, um, yes, I'm going to go home now. And he was just like, oh, okay. Good Lord, what is with Republicans? And they're just like... <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Incapable. It is just Adam right now. Lewis is having to take a break this week. Do have a message from Lewis, though. And so I'm going to drop that in now and let you guys hear what he had to say. Hey, guys, it's Lewis. Um, I wanted to record something a little quick. So before anyone gets any crazy ideas, no, I'm not leaving. I'm not trying to leave. I promise. But um, if you don't follow me on social media, this weekend my dad ended up going into the hospital after having two collapses in one day. He ended up breaking a clavicle, three ribs, and ended up with pneumonia too. He just really hit every <laughs> every box that he could uh, <laughs> just to end up in the ER. So we had a care plan for him after the hospital. He was going to go to a nursing home for a bit, and we it was close to home, and we were going to be able to take care of him. But then um, the day recording, I'm recording this is Thursday, March, March, May 30th. And so on the 29th, he ended up having a heart attack or some sort of uh, upper respiratory system attack. And we ended up in the ICU and he was intubated for a bit, but he's a lot better. He's breathing on his own, more alert, very talkative. Super there with us. Um, I talked to him today. He's a little disoriented, but I think we're on a good path to recovery. I won't be in this episode aside from this, obviously. <laughs> so I'm recording this, but I wanted just to let you guys know that that's what's happening in my life. And if I have to be absent from the podcast for a bit, I will still be working close with Adam, who has been super sweet about everything. I know we joke about us being incapable, but him and I had a lot of long, hard talks today, and the plan is for me to keep moving forward, and I want to go on with the podcast, but in the meantime, if I can't, or something happens, he is going to try to either do it by himself, maybe, we can encourage him to keep moving with it, or he will have some special guests come on that we will both try and find and hope that we can keep making the podcast work until I'm either fully back on schedule or back. But as of right now, for this week, for sure, obviously, um, Adam has found a co-host. I think it's Paloma. Maybe, fingers crossed, we'll see. Um, if not, it's going to be someone else. <laughs> but I'm hoping that you guys will keep continuing listening and enjoying the content because I'm telling you right now, even though it's not us, I know the, dad, the dads aren't here. doesn't mean we're breaking up or we want you to not like us anymore. <laughs> I just need a little bit of time to get my life in order and get my stuff straight because obviously family and stuff is my first priority right now. But I will be working with Adam, like I said, as much as I can. I will be back here. Don't you worry. I did not harass him for that Pride merch to be gone. 
So, which, by the way, you can find in Design Humans or Society Sex. <laughs> There's our gentle plug. I do want to end this on a pretty high, pretty high note because at the time that you are hearing this, uh, the day that they're recording, it's actually Adam's birthday. So happy birthday, boo. I hope, I hope you had so much fun. Um, I'm obviously going to text you. If I don't get, if I didn't get snaps, I'm going to be very upsetty and all of my spaghetti about it. But happy birthday. I know we're listening to this on a Tuesday. So if you guys haven't haven't seen or talked to him, make sure you tell him happy belated birthday. Blow up his inbox. You know he'll hate it. So do it even more. Um, I actually found him a birthday card today. <laughs> and I know he's listening to this pre-edit before he probably gets it. So make sure I want you to read it in my voice in my voice so you hear it, my obnoxious self. But um hopefully he'll post a picture of it. Hint, hint, wink, wink. I think that's it. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the show. I know I'll be listening. So please enjoy. I will be back. Thank you guys for all the support always. Like I want to just be as real as I could with you guys because you support us every week. And it's insane to me how much of a family this feels like. And I love you all. (laughs) See you in a bit. So Lewis will be, we should be back to recording, um, regularly moving forward. Um, there could be a couple episodes here and there where he'll need to, to take a break. So I do actually have a special guest with us today or with me today. And it is Paloma. Hello. <laughs> um, so Paloma is going to help me run this episode because I'm definitely not going to do them alone, like Lewis said. So hi, Paloma. Hi. Hello. <laughs> hi. Hello. It's me. I'm here. <laughs> How are you um, doing today? I'm good. I'm very excited to fill in for Lewis. I mean, I'm not excited that I have to fill in for Lewis, <laughs> but I'm excited that I get to do it. But this is my first time recording a podcast, mm. so I'm very nervous. <laughs> we have sat for 45 minutes now just uh, stalling for time, I think, and chatting and getting getting comfortable. And Well, yeah, and I think, I think for me, it's I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I know how I think a podcast should go. <laughs> I have a podcast in my head. But now sitting here in front of the microphones mm-hmm. is a whole different feeling. It is. Um, every week. It's gotten a little better lately, but I'm like half the shakes right now. Um, like, Me too. I know, like Lewis said, um, it's my birthday weekend. So oh yeah, I'm, happy birthday, Adam. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm pretty jittery from mass amounts of alcohol this weekend. Oh, I'm jittery because I'm nervous. And I was, that's, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how'd your birthday go? What'd you do? It was good. My family came into town and we went to the botanical gardens. I was which, wondering, I yes. saw your stories and I was thinking to myself, why the heck is Adam at the Botanical Gardens? That does not seem like something he would do. Well, I have a membership now. <laughs> really? <laughs> we should go. Definitely. It was nice. I mean. I've been before, but the only time I've been was during the winter, mm-hmm. which they do a, um, you know, like a holiday lights yes. thing. But I've always wanted to go to that. The plants are kind of sparse during that time. So you're just oh, like. I didn't think about that. Here's a bunch of trees that don't have leaves on them at all. But some Christmas lights. So it's kind of weird. I've always wanted to go see all of the lights, but now it's not that great. It's really not that great. I mean, it's expensive, first of all. Yeah. And to not and they do have that indoor area. Have Mm -hmm. you been? It's kind of like the more tropical area. So that one's always really nice because it's full of plants. But everything outside is not dead. Obviously, it's just a little sad. Yeah, it's hibernating. Huh? Yeah, I do get with the membership. I get discounted tickets to the. The Christmas. Oh, cool. So, yeah, because it's pretty expensive. It's like 30 or $40. It was nice seeing this, though. Did your family enjoy it? They did. Um, I 
think towards the end we were all pretty drained and wet from sweat because it was it was a nice day but being in the heat for like two hours kind of wore on us we were all tired well and luckily it was not as hot yesterday as it was last weekend last weekend was record breaking highs and um i was in savannah where it was probably 10 degrees hotter than here oh and and wet (laughs) yes it was it was uh, pretty bad yeah, Savannah, we, well, we'll get into this in a second, but yeah, we both lived in Savannah and it's like breathing wet blankets mm-hmm. in the summer. You, you're like, oh, it's not too bad out here, but after five minutes, you're just drenched <laughs> in not your own sweat. It's just from the air. It's other people's sweat. Yes. You're just damp. And you're just like, I'd like to go inside now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Never went to, I would think I went to the beach twice. Well, everybody was there. asking me, are you guys going to the beach? Hell No. Nope. Um, there's one road in. Mm-hmm. It was going to be packed. Oh, yeah, it's not it even nice beach. Memorial Day weekend. It was right? Memorial Day yeah. weekend and everybody and their sister was going to be there. The water is gross. There's yeah. always like contamination warnings <laughs> from raw sewage. <laughs> yeah. Hard pass. We did not go. My mom has a pool, so we just stayed there. All right. Well, let's jump into... We've only got one article today, but... It's a good one, though. It is a good one. So Colorado has banned conversion therapy. So they passed two bills um, last week. The first one bans conversion therapy for minors. Yes. uh, Which is a really big deal because up until now... Well, it's state-by-state basis right now on conversion therapy. And Colorado was only the 18th state to pass this legislation. Which is crazy. Yeah, which is nuts. When you think about... How many kids are questioning? They have no clue what's going on. Yeah. You know, I couldn't imagine being, you know, 14 years old thinking maybe I'm gay. Mm-hmm. And your parents are like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Some quote unquote healthcare provider. Yeah. Try to convince you otherwise. Is it mostly just like dialogue? So it can be. I have to say I am not that familiar yeah. with the not Levels. syllabus, oh, but you that, know, like the outline. program. Yeah, like the pro <laughs> there's different programs. The conversion syllabus. Exactly. Um they're like, here, welcome to your first day of class. Okay. Everybody read the syllabus for five minutes and then we'll go over it. No. Um there are different programs and some of them are more mild. Yeah. And some of them are more extreme that include shock therapy. Yeah. Which is that's what I was it, wondering if that was part of it this. It is. So you might be familiar. You're familiar with um, the Trevor Project, yeah. right? So the, I can't remember um, the founder's name, but he he was subjected to conversion therapy as a child, including shock therapy. Jesus. And it was um, really traumatic for him. Mm. And um, you guys should go check out his story. He's obviously risen above and he's mm-hmm. doing this whole, the Trevor Project saves lives. And he, this is part of the reason why he does that. Because he was treated like an animal, basically. So, luckily, some children are not. And I say children, but this is people up to the age of 18. Yeah. Some teenagers are subjected to this, and it really messes them up for the rest of their life. You don't have a choice just being forced to go under this treatment. I mean, I talked about it on an early episode when I was, whatever, 13 and came out to my family. Like, they took me to the youth pastor Mm -hmm. and multiple counselors. And luckily and, that for you was not as traumatic. Right. And like, I, I'm not trying to say it's not traumatic, mm-hmm. but in comparison to some of the things that right. people have gone through. Right. Like looking, looking back, I don't, I would not have considered any of that conversion therapy, but 
It is, it I was, think. I mean, it's not something I wanted to do, but right. it was definitely not traumatic. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, I mean, they were trying to tell me I'm not gay or talk <laughs> me out of it. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, right. Still gay. <laughs> Still like dudes. No way. No Especially way. Especially the one youth pastor that was just like, I went through this phase too where I liked Oh, you so gay? Like, oh, you gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see. I understand. But yeah, that's that's really incredible that they've passed that. Obviously, still have a long way to go, but. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, the key word here is for minors. So yeah. um, if you are a consenting adult, you can still have conversion therapy if you really need to uh, please your parents or your God or yeah. whoever it is that much, you can still do it, but you just sure. have to be consenting. Yeah. And so the article, this article that um, Adam is talking about also brought up how they made it easier for trans people to change their birth certificate. So now it's much easier for them to fill out a piece of paper and say, hey, I'm a man now. Can I have my birth certificate say that too? Awesome way to kick off Pride Month. Right. And it happy Pride. Happy Pride. I yes. forgot. Like, I forgot that it's June now. And living in Atlanta, you kind of almost forget that Pride happened. Like June is National Pride Month because yes. we don't have our Pride Parade here until October. Yes. Because... They used to have it in June, but then people like died because it's so hot out (laughs) and you're just drinking copious amounts of alcohol. So they moved it to October. Mm -hmm. So we kind of get a double dip here in Atlanta. It's nice. Um, I mean, it is cool because people that live here. I mean, I don't travel, but I hear about the people that (laughs) travel to the other prides, which is always sounds fun. Um, Right. And Atlanta is one of the bigger ones now. It is. Mm-hmm. And so now we're just going to jump into our conversation. So, Paloma. Hi. Tell me about you. Well, so, <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about this governor must be an LGBTQ somebody. Mm-hmm. I am none of those letters. So I'm an A. I'm a proud ally. Proud ally. Um, speaking of your merch, I want an ally shirt for Pride. Hey. That's something. That's a good idea. I know you don't have any sh- merch that says I'm gay, but like. <laughs> <laughs> as an ally and as somebody who's really into the LGBT community, yeah. I I like to be very forthcoming mm-hmm. when I'm out. And, you know, sometimes Adam has invited me out and I've declined just because of the nature of the event. I always and this is something that I struggle with mm-hmm. um, presenting myself as a straight woman at gay events okay especially like there's a lesbian bar Mm -hmm. that adam likes to go to a lot that i sometimes i never feel uncomfortable there right that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that i feel you're afraid people are going to think you're misrepresenting yeah and i don't want to be one of those what do they call it queer baiting oh yeah i don't want i don't want to i don't want to have that misconstrued because i have gay and lesbian friends and i like to hang out with them and do what they want to do And go to their bars. Yeah. But I also realize that it's a safe place for some people. Yeah. And that a straight person being there could be a trigger. Um, So, yeah, I'm a straight. (laughs) I've always been a straight. I've never been. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. You know, like a lot of people had to come to that conclusion. You know, they met someone who made them question. Oh, yeah. For me, it's never been a question. Yeah. Which has made my life easy. Mm Mm-hmm. Aside from dating straight men, which is hard. <laughs> and we'll talk about imagine. that a little bit yeah. later. But I'm excited. It's just interesting because I, I never had a journey. Right. I was just like, oh, yeah, I like boys. Not not a journey in your orientation. Exactly. Say, you've had a oh, journey. I've had a journey. 
Dating has been another whole thing. But (laughs) I grew up in Savannah. Well, the suburbs of Savannah. I attended SCAD. Mm -hmm. And that's where I met Adam. Yes. We both went. We both were in the design program. Mm -hmm. But it was funny because we had both been in the program for a few years together and had never met, had never been in a class together. Yeah. Until our senior year. It was a business of graphic design class. Yeah. We got placed in a group together. So the whole class was a group project. We really got to know each other that <laughs> those eight weeks. Yeah. But the two of us really clicked. Clicked. I ended up yeah. actually moving in with Adam mm-hmm. um, after we graduated. He yeah. had a, a room open in his apartment. So I moved in with him. It was it was a contact of mine that I was doing some work for. Oh, right. That, I forgot about this. Yeah. Led us to the contact that you worked, ended up worked for and moving to Atlanta for. Right. So Adam had um, a job opportunity presented to him that he just didn't think was a good fit for him. So he passed it along to me. I had no desire to move to Atlanta. <laughs> and so I interviewed for it. I got the job. I moved to Atlanta. And then I was like, Adam, move to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> And it did. You're, and he it did. It wasn't that much longer later, but maybe a year. Yeah. I think I was here a year before you moved here. Yeah. Um. So and then, you just like packed up and I left. I loaded my car up and I moved up here. It was easy though because I had family up here, so right. it was easy for me to make that move. I didn't have to find somewhere to live and all that good stuff that comes with moving to a new city. I mean, that can lead us into the first. Yeah, I mean, like dating and everything. So when you moved to, even though you had family here, you didn't have. I didn't have any friends. Out. Yeah, I didn't know anyone. Um, I had one friend, actually, but she she had been here for a few years. She had her own thing going on. Yeah. Um, we're really good friends, but she she and I have a different kind of groove going on. You right. know, she she likes to go to shows a lot. She likes she's like more about that late night life. And I'm just a sleepy baby who turns into a pumpkin at 10, 8, 10 p.m. <laughs> well, you have your moments. I do, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just definitely not a night owl. Yeah. And so it was hard for me to really get to know the city. Mm-hmm. I knew how to drive to work. I knew how to drive home. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't seeing Atlanta. And it's a really great city that has a ton of stuff going on all the time. It is. So my way of kind of jumping in was to join a dating app. Yeah. And I was like, I need a boyfriend. Because you had you had not been on any apps before that, right? No, I had never. Uh, so I was 22. Yeah. I was 22 when I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I'd had a pretty limited dating experience, you know, dating people I went to high school with, um, people I worked with in the restaurant industry in Savannah, mm-hmm. just small world kind of stuff. Right. I wasn't used to just meeting a brand new person. Mm-hmm. Um, still to this day, I have only been hit on once in a bar. So just meeting someone in real life was yeah. hard. And people, people think I'm lying when I say that. They're like, no, women get hit on all the time in bars. I'm like, right. not me. That was something I wanted to ask as well. Like meeting guys in the wild. We had the whole episode about meeting people in real life. And, and, and so you, it's, it's happened one difficult. time when it was here in Atlanta mm-hmm. and he turned out to be someone who worked for the Republican oh, um, National Convention. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh. So I went on a date with him. Went really well. Mm-hmm. We had dinner. And he was super nice. We had a lot to talk about. And he was like, yeah, I work for the Republican National Convention. But I realized I need to start um, 
distancing myself from that or whatever, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. We leave dinner. We kind of take a little stroll. And then we end up back at my car. And I'm like, okay, thanks. I had a really great night. And he's like, so I just walked you back to your car. Oh, my God. And I was like, um, yes, I'm going to go home now. And he was just like, oh, okay. Good Lord. What is with Republicans and they're just like <laughs> rapey nature? Well, I was Jesus. like, I, you gave me no indication that you wanted something else to happen. Right. Like if you were like, hey, you want to come back to my apartment for a drink or something? Then yeah. I would get the clue that like, oh, yeah. maybe you're trying to hook up yeah. or. But no, it was like we got back to my car and then he turned angry all of a sudden. Oh, my God. I know. And I was like, um, now I'm really going home. I hate straight men. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's hard dating straight men. How did you meet that guy? I was out. Oh, this is during my summer bender, which was right before I met my current boyfriend. I was out with my friend. We were drunk, drunk, drunk. And this was like, it was like a total blip on this. I I don't think you ever even told me. Probably I didn't because it was just like, well, that was nothing. Yeah. Um, I was super drunk. This guy wanted me. He, I should have known because the first night I met him, he asked me to come home with him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) I don't know you. You might murder me. Yeah. So I was, gave him my phone number and I was like, let's go have an actual date and like, Mm -hmm. and so I should have known that he was just trying to, he was trying not to be skeezy, but he just wanted to hook up Right when he should have just been like, I don't want to go on a date. You know, he should have just said, no, thank you. It's taken a while, but I think that the like straight community is finally getting there where they feel more comfortable doing what the gays have been doing for decades and just being like, I would like to sex. Yes. Which is, that's fine if that's what you want to do, but just be upfront about it because this is when that's when hostile interactions happen because you're not upfront. You have expectations, but you don't make them known. No, like you can't get mad at me for, for not wanting to have sex with you and you having to like waste your time and money when you never said anything upfront. You made this out like it was going to be a nice sweet date. Right. I thought you liked me. Sorry. (laughs) You liked me. Okay. So that your first foray into the apps was when you moved to Atlanta. Yeah. And so my boss at the time, the one that Adam mentioned previous, the Mm -hmm. job that I took, she was married at the time. So she and she met her husband because they like were neighbors or something. So she never, you know, she met this person in the wild. She has never done dating apps. Yeah. And so she had this like sick fascination. Yes. She was like, you have to do it. She helped me set up the thing. She's like, oh, this is the picture you should use. (laughs) And oh, this is what you need to say. So you sound intriguing. Um, So it was really, I mean, I wouldn't say she pushed me to do it. I wanted to do it. She just kind of was like, you should do it. Yeah. And you were standing at the edge and she just like, yeah, yeah, she just pushed me in the pool. (laughs) So it wasn't long before I was going on dates. Mm -hmm. And to be clear, I always went halvesies on dates. I I, I wasn't I I honestly was not doing this to get free drinks or free meals. Oh, right. I forget girls do that. They do. Like girls are like, I'm, you know, I don't get paid for another four days. I've only got 20 bucks. I need to eat dinner. Let's go on some dates. Exactly. And I know I know that is a real thing that people do, but I was. I was really looking for a boyfriend. Yeah. And I really wanted to see the city. Mm-hmm. So I went on. I couldn't even tell you. I tried to think. I tried to go back and think about how many first dates I've been on. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be. I mean, in a period of two years, it's got to be over 50. 
you're counting before I moved here. Yes, because um, before Adam moved here, I especially didn't have anything to do. Yeah. So I was like, mm, it's a Wednesday night. Gonna go on a date. Because we, Josh and Allie last night when we were drinking, we were we were talking about today and us recording and they they recapped, which we'll we'll get here. But the summer of the bender. Summer they were like, bender. every time we talked to Paloma, she was like, I got a date. I'm going on a date. Like mm-hmm. it was always a date, like a first date. Yeah, because I didn't. I mean, I could hang out with you guys, but why not go on a date? Yeah. And I can meet up with you guys later, which I did. Yeah. Um, but I was going on at least one, if not two first dates a week Mm -hmm. for a while during the summer. It's a good way to, like you said, to go do things, go to the places you've wanted to go or meet new people. And it's turned out that I've kind of made a network of people. You know, these are people I only went on first dates with, so I would Mm -hmm. call them acquaintances, but I've run into them since and, you know, they're doing great or they're Mm -hmm. married now and they're running a business and it's just... It's been an interesting way to make contacts. This fascinated me because you you were meeting random guys like on the apps, but they seemed to always run in the same crowds and they ended up running in the same crowds that you later were a part of and like mm-hmm. the same scenes and bars. Right. Meet or date someone that knew someone else. And mm-hmm. I was always just fascinated to hear those yeah. stories. There was one guy that I ended up not going on a first date with because I was like, I I realized that his manager, Mm. so he was a barber and I was like, oh, I used to kind of date your manager. (laughs) So I'm not sure this is going to work out. And that Mm. kind of rekindled my relationship with the barbershop manager. So I ended up dating him for a little, you know, like a month (laughs) again for a second time. And then that ended because he was like, I just don't think you're that into me. (laughs) He broke up with me, but it was because I didn't like him. I just think this isn't going to work out for me. Exactly. No, that was his, (laughs) that was his reasoning. Because he's like, I kind of like you, but I don't think you like me. So I'm just going to end this. Hmm, That's fair. It was, I mean, pretty interesting. (laughs) You're you're not wrong. Yeah, I was like, okay. (laughs) Warmest regards. I agree. (laughs) I am amenable to that suggestion. Paloma does not break up. Paloma was broken up. <laughs> Paloma got broken up with. <laughs> That's amazing. Overtext also. Oh, of course. So I was going on a ton of dates, but I only used one app. I only ever used um, OkCupid, which I don't think a lot of people use that one anymore. It's funny because it's had a, what's the word? It's kind of it's like, like resurgence. Almost like it's yeah been revitalized or mm. something. Um, I read down. I, okay. First of all. It's such a different app than all of the other ones. See, I have no clue. Like, you've told me that before, but mm-hmm. I've never used the other ones. Actually, right. I did download Bumble and I looked at it and I was like, this sucks. And I just deleted it and never used it. So Bumble has improved a lot. I'll okay. actually show you Bumble after this. Okay. Um, so I've only used OkCupid. And I've heard that a lot of people don't like that one, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure why. Because I haven't used the other ones. So for me personally... OkCube, it just has a lot of options. That's not a bad thing. So most of the apps, you know, you if you swipe left, they're gone. Oh, so you just never see them again. Yeah. OkCupid, they're not. Right. They're still around. Um, Oh, yeah. No, I used to definitely see people over and over. And I'm like, no, I said no to you. Yeah. And so the other apps, you have to match to have a conversation. And that's not that the way on OkCupid. No, you can just message whoever you want. Yeah. It's the only app where people can just. Oh, I see. Straight up. Aside from like the hookup apps, like mm-hmm. Scruff or Grinder, But like but, actual dating, mm-hmm. looking for relationship app. Yeah. I see. 
um, I've been hearing more about them lately um, because they have, there's a couple podcasts I listen to and Mm-hmm. They're sponsoring them like Hinge is one that you hear a lot from the podcast or on Instagram sponsored by Hinge or partnered with Hinge. Right. And OkCupid has been investing. Oh, OK. Because I do I do think, like you just said, it was one that not a lot of people were using or they think mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure why I picked that one. Right. I always thought it was interesting that that's the one you picked. I think because it seemed like the one that was not a hookup <laughs> app. Right. Because Tinder started to get that. Tinder was very like fuckboys mm-hmm. and you know, catfishing, like people were using not their photos. And that brings me to a fun point that I forget about a lot. Um, So I was on (coughs) OkCupid for two and a half, three years. And towards the end, because I had been on it for so long and I had a good reputation, you know, I had never been reported for abusive language or bad content or, you know, being a catfish or anything like Mm -hmm. that. OkCupid reached out to me to be an administrator. I forgot about that. I forgot about that too until this morning. So what that means <laughs> is, is that I got a different login mm-hmm. and I got to review everything that had been reported. So that is everything from, you know, that little user agreement that you don't read, but you just <laughs> say, I agree. Right. There's a lot of stuff in there that you can get reported for, such mm-hmm. as using... You're supposed to use a photo of yourself oh, as right. your profile. Your so cat. if you have like a lame little kitty cat or mm-hmm. a sunset or mm-hmm. some lame quote, right. people would report you because there were people who their main thing was reporting. They would like search to report for people. It was amazing sitting beside you while you were yeah, going through these. Because it would be really ridiculous things like this is too close up of a photo or <laughs> there's an additional person in this photo. Oh I don't God. know which one it is. When yeah. in the caption, they're like, I'm the tall blonde one. Yeah. And you're like, okay, th- I, that's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to agree with that one. So as an administrator, you can say, <laughs> yes, this is valid concern or no, this is fine. Yeah. And it's kind of like a voting system. I was going to say, didn't you like have people would weigh in on the same? Yeah. And you can leave comments as the administrator saying, like, I think this is fine because. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who ultimately made the decision. Right. Um, or if it was just kind of a computerized thing. If enough people voted yes, Probably. then it just. Algorithms. Yeah. After a certain amount of time, it just was fine. Mm-hmm. But some of the other things that could get reported are like inappropriate photos right so i would just be scrolling through dick pic dick Mm -hmm. pic dick pic because these were photos people were trying to put it's not like they were messaging them no these are just their profile profile. photos yeah so it would be like just a normal face photo and then dick pic (laughs) so yeah it was a whole mixture of things and that's when i was bored and didn't want to go on a first date i would just log on to mm -hmm. okcupid administration and look at dick pics (laughs) I forgot about that. That was so fun. I know. And I was like, guys, I think I've been on OkCupid for too long. You'd get the ones reported and people would be like, nudity. And it'd be a guy with a shirt off. Yeah. And you're like, what the or fuck? Or like someone in a bathing suit. Yeah. You're like, um, okay, they're just trying to show off the goods. Yeah. Don't Let be them mad live their you life. Don't, you, don't, you can't put your shirtless picture. Salty. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. And so um, that was a perk of being on OkCupid for long enough. So guys, if you are... <laughs> On a dating app long enough and you maintain a good <laughs> reputation, you too could experience unsolicited dick pics. Administratorship. Is that a word? Admin. I was an admin. I was an admin. Professional admin. Professional okay, Cupid admin. I love that you exclusively used an app for so long that they contacted you. I was a little offended at first, honestly. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? 
I can't get a date, so now they just want me to work for them? <laughs> Do I get paid for this? No. Hey, professional dater. I'm a professional first dater. So yeah, that was that was an interesting perk of using that particular app. And I don't know how other ones use the you know, they all of them have report Why not? pull a group of people that you don't have to pay right. to do some of the work And it's kind of fun. Yeah. So if you've experienced this, um, you know, tweet at us. Tweet oh at... God, yes, at Perfin Podcast. Yeah, at Perfin Podcast. Yes. We want to hear your experiences. That would be amazing. I would love to hear some of the other apps too mm-hmm. to hear what people are sitting around doing. Because it was... I mean, everyone likes to be important. Yeah, and if you are like a diehard fan, if you're mm-hmm. only going to say good things, well, you know, maybe not only good things, but truthful, honest things, yeah. then yeah, you can, you know, expect that person to have your back. Yeah. I thought that we could talk about some of our worst first dates. Yeah. And I've, because I've been on a lot of first dates, like I mentioned a million times before, but a lot of them were only first dates. Mm-hmm. I didn't end up going on a second date with a lot of people because it just, everybody has that online persona yeah. that's easy to put out there. But then when you get in front of someone, either you clam up or you lied or. Right. And luckily for me. So I know one one thing that might be different from your experience is that for me, most of the people I met looked like their photo. Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people who date women Mm -hmm. say that the opposite happens a lot where a woman will look very different than her Uh. photo. And um, it probably happens across the board but i know that that's a complaint from men who date women that they show up to the date and she's six inches taller than she said she was or yeah that's so fascinating yeah and so and people get really butthurt yes (laughs) because you know you have a preference i get that but how is this offending you right that that's always fascinated me that women end up being taller than they said and men are mm-hmm. always shorter i get it but that's it's hilarious that it you're gonna meet this person in real life eventually if this goes the way that it's supposed to right you're gonna have to address this yeah but back to mm-hmm. i have a particular date in my mind that it was not horrific i'm not traumatized by it <laughs> right but it was very bad mm-hmm. and it was a guy i think his name was bryce which should have been an indicator in the <laughs> first place honestly <laughs> bryce um i think he actually went to school with us oh which was the weird thing that is weird because i had never met him before mm-hmm. it was one of those moments where it was like we had like similar facebook friends or something and it was like, how haven't I met you before? And maybe I had, and I just didn't remember him. Right. Because he was kind of unmemorable. Oh. But we went to dinner. It was painful. It was awkward silence. Oh, that sucks. I would try to ask a question, and he would give me one-word answers. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't ask me questions. And, which was fine. I can just say, you know, sorry, I don't think this is going to work out. Yeah. Let's not go out again. The thing that happened next when we were leaving the date is what truly horrified me. When the bill came, Mm -hmm. I offered, I put my card in. I was like, let me pay for half because I drank half of the things that we ordered. And he was like, no, 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 no. I got this. Okay. And I was like, oh, are you sure? Because I don't have a problem with this. And he's like, no, no, no. And he paid with a card. Waiter brought the check back and Mm -hmm. he's like, okay, you know, he signed the slip and we go to leave. We're walking out. I'm trying to decide, do I continue? Like, do I ask him if he wants to like go for a stroll? Like, do you want to continue talking? Should I just go home? Mm -hmm. Then 
the waiter comes running out. And I thought maybe he left his card or something. The waiter just starts screaming at us. Oh, you're too good to leave a tip. Oh, my God. And I can't. He was it was kind of a blackout moment. It was like tunnel vision. Everything went gray because I've been a server before. Yeah. I always leave a tip. Yeah. This guy didn't leave a tip at all. Zero dollars. Zero. I'm fascinated that the waiter chased. Okay, you guys out. I was a little appalled by that because it's just kind of bad business. It is. Like maybe if he maybe you're walking out the door and he sees the table and he's just like, Thanks, jackass, or something. Right. But physically like chased. Ran after screwed. us, oh got God. in his face, and I was like, <gasps> What happened? The waiter kept being like, if you need it so much. You can just keep it because um, Bryce was like, oh, here, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Like was trying to play dumb about it and was like trying to give him some dollars from his pocket. And the guy was like, no, fucking keep it. If you need it that bad, you must really need it. And so they're like having this interaction. And I just slowly (laughs) backed away, (laughs) turned heel and ran to my car. Ran. I got out of there because I was like, this is awful i don't know how to deal with this right. because i don't want to be associated with this person who doesn't tip what if he eats there all the I time be associated with a non-tipper right and oh so God. i ran i'm glad it wasn't like your favorite restaurant or something well we'll get to that in a minute oh God. um <laughs> the next day i get a text from him that says i had so much fun last night let's do it again what and i was like how did you not get the hint delusional i literally ran away from our date i ran i'm not saying walked fast ran so i just texted him back and i said no thank you i would be i would be mortified the one date that i've talked about again it wasn't like a horrible bad date nothing traumatizing happened but we you know he was complaining about the prices and things as soon as we sat down at ormsby's where it's, it's like a fun. It's not cheap, but it's not overpriced. It's, right, but it's also quality. Yeah. It's not like overpriced right. shitty bar food. <laughs> Definitely can date a guy that didn't tip. Well, and as as I mentioned before, it's hard to date straight guys sometimes yeah. because they can be very toxic. Mm-hmm. They can they can have very polarizing opinions on certain things, mm-hmm. such as the gay community. And mm-hmm. I realized that I had to start asking more upfront questions on first dates. Right. Um, you know, how much of a professional dater you are. Oh yeah. No, I had it down. Um, (laughs) so, you know, there's things that people say you shouldn't talk about on a first date, like money or politics Mm. or religion, but those are all really important things, um, to your life. And if they don't align with who you're dating with, why bother? Yeah. And so a question that I started asking guys that would elicit a pretty, um, unique response usually was, how do you feel about trans people? Oh, because, um, I personally don't have any trans friends, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a question that could go one of two ways. Right. Usually people are not middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, usually people are like, yeah, I like trans people don't have a problem with it or they hate them. Right. Which is obviously a problem. Yeah. I can't date a bigot of any sort. Right. You know, whether you're a racist or you hate gay people Mm -hmm. or you hate Muslims. Right. There's no room for that in my life. I remember one guy 
in particular that I asked. Yeah. And I don't say, do you like trans people? Because that that shows your bias. Yes. So I would try to make it as unbiased. Love this. Yeah. And so <laughs> I would say, how do you feel about trans people? And this one guy, I can't even remember his name, honestly. But just call him the bigot. He The bigot. <laughs> he said, I'm okay with them, but I don't want them in my organizations. My organizations. And I said, what does that mean? He's like, well, you know, in college, I was in a fraternity. And I would not be okay with a trans person in my fraternity. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why not? This (laughs) is a man who presumably has your same values Mm -hmm. and your same, you know, maybe his dad was in this fraternity or he just really aligned with the values of this fraternity. So why, why would you be uncomfortable? And he's like, well, you know. And I was like, no, I'm afraid. I hate that. I'm afraid I don't know. You know. What? They're going to attack you? Right. They're going to jump on you and try to have sex with you? Right. More than likely, this is also a a straight man. Somebody who identifies as a straight man. Yeah. Who likes women just the way you do. (laughs) And even if they are gay, they probably don't want to date their fraternity brothers. Right. So... I was like, I don't understand. I'm afraid I don't know. I Yeah. Well, and that's something that I've started doing just in general when somebody, you know, maybe in your family or at, mm. or at work makes a slightly racist joke or mm. a slightly homophobic joke and someone's laughing. You say, oh, I'm sorry. I don't I don't understand the joke. Can you explain it to me? I want to laugh, too. Oh, my God. And they're like. That's so uncomfortable. It, I love they it. become so they like <laughs> because they realize to explain it, they have to. Be, be racist. Flat out racist. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, oh, no, I don't. I don't get it. Right. Can you explain it to me? I'm just so dumb. Unapologetically racist. You're like, OK, got to go. Bye. OK. And luckily, I have not been on any dates where that has happened. Yeah. Um, And, you know, like I said, you don't learn too much about somebody on a first date. Yeah. But I do. I do still feel like there are some things you shouldn't heavily go into on a first date. But such as you want religion or politics like mm-hmm. Well, and for me personally, I'm not someone that really likes to just sit around and talk about politics. Right. I'm pretty politically ignorant. I try (laughs) to do my research and I try to not be ignorant, but I don't want to sit on a first date and, Mm -hmm. you know, start ranting about religion. But I do agree with you that it's not nice. It's it's pretty necessary to get some of those things up front Mm -hmm. and out of the way. Like if you are super Catholic and I'm atheist. Right. That's something we should. Well, and, and that's one of the perks of online dating is that you kind of learn these things about someone before you even talk to them, because a lot of people put that right there in there, Mm -hmm. especially on OkCupid. It's like you have your height, your ethnicity, your weight. Smoker. Drinker. Exactly. But then it also has like religion. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe they have political affiliation. I'm not sure. Yeah. But they have just those kind of things that you can check a box on. Yeah. And so you just know immediately, like, oh, I should not message this person because they are. They don't want kids. Right. Or, That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, things that are hard to talk about, maybe, but definitely very necessary before getting into a, a more serious relationship. Even if it is more casual dating. Right. That could turn into the person that you end up with. Yeah. I hate dating, but I like dating. Mm-hmm. I like to go on dates, but it's so hard to weed through all of like you just get so tired of the swiping and I know it's a lot more I think it's more of an issue in the gay community as far as matching with people and then just never talking um yeah I I'm not sure I experienced that Mm -hmm. really um because uh 
I feel like a lot of the guys that messaged me yeah. uh, were very eager. Yeah. Like they seen, I don't want to call them like dorks or anything like that, but it was just like guys that really wanted a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, and I get that. Like that's a comfort for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially. And I don't like to pigeonhole people, but sure. straight men tend to rely on their mothers a lot. Mm-hmm. And so when you are, you know, you're a young professional, you're 22, 23, 24, you're just getting into your routine of doing your laundry right. and grocery shopping. And when you can share those responsibilities with someone, it's a lot easier. I get yeah. that. My boyfriend and I have been together for two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met on OkCupid. Mm-hmm. Actually messaged him first. Oh. I was the only date that he went on from OkCupid. The final swipe? It, it was the only swipe Without for him. Swipes. Zero swipe. <laughs> one swipe. For me, it was like the 800th swipe. <laughs> and he knows that. But... Um, and he knows that I've dated people before. Like, it's yeah. no secret. Um, but we actually, our first date was at the same restaurant that that horrible date I told you about uh. earlier. <laughs> and so, because he suggested it. it was actually at the Argosy in East Atlanta. Oh, okay. Um, it's a really cool bar. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nautical themed, mm-hmm. but they have a really big beer list. Like, that's kind of their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, having interesting, weird beers. And so... My boyfriend, Michael, had suggested that we go there. And I was like, oh, I should tell you, I've had some I've had a really bad date there before. He was like, oh, should we not go there? And I was like, no, let's do it. Let's let's see if we can uh, have a good date. Yeah. And so he was really nervous because I told him this Mm -hmm. and it was a mistake to tell him that I had had a bad date there. That was my bad. I'm I can. I tend to be an oversharer <laughs> when it comes to things like that. Like, I'm not shy about talking about yeah. previous relationships yeah. or previous dates. Right. I'm not. I I really don't care to talk about in-depth previous relationships. Right. Like, I don't need to know about how your ex-girlfriend was horrible. Right. I don't. That's not my business. Yeah. I've said, preached that before. I really think that a mistake a lot of people do, especially on a first date, is dive way too deep into a past relationship. Well, I definitely made that mistake (laughs) on our first date, Michael and I's first date, because he made a joke. I can't even remember. And I just said, well, at least you're not divorced or anything. (laughs) And he was like, I am. Oh, God. (laughs) Throwing up on myself. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not derogatory. You can be divorced. That's fine. (laughs) And at first I kind of thought he was joking, like, oh, I am divorced. And I was like, ha ha. And he's like, no, I I really am divorced. I have been married once. And I was like, oh, and I have never, I had never dated someone who had yeah. been previously married before. Mm-hmm. So that was a new experience for me. And I totally just fucked it up on the first date. Um, he didn't think, he didn't think so. Like when he right. thinks back on that date, he does not recall that as being. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's, well, if he hadn't really dated around, but. I think he had had one or two girlfriends yeah. since he had been divorced. Um, I mean, at this point he's been. Uh, divorced longer than he was married. You right. know, he was only married for like two years. Okay. So it was pretty short. It was his college girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's really all I know. I really don't know why they got divorced. Okay. I don't particularly care to know because yeah. all I know is that she didn't want to be married to Michael, who I think's amazing. And I right. hate her. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate her. And I hate her. She's, She's tacky, tacky and, and I hate her. her. <laughs> um, I, I was a little curious 
why they divorced and if you knew. But I I'm, really don't. I mean, I, they grew apart. Right. You know, you marry someone that you went to met in college. Mm-hmm. You're not really your real adult self yet. You have right. a lot of growing to do still. Like you don't, you haven't even had your first real career job. Yeah. This shit hasn't really happened yet. Right. And so I think they just grew apart. Yeah. I do know that she was the instigator of the divorce. Gotcha. So she was the one who was like, I'm not happy in this relationship. Yeah. Which, again, makes me upset because... Michael's amazing. He's the best. He is. He really is the best. And Mm -hmm. I I feel braggy about it sometimes, but I can't help it because he really is so sweet. Mm -hmm. He really takes care of me. And he really is a 50-50 partner in our life. You know, it's we both give and take. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I take a lot because I can be kind of a... I don't think princess is the right (laughs) word, but I can be a little... Demanding, but okay. not of our relationship, just of my life of in life, general. Yeah. Like I have a certain standard of to things that I like. Right. And if I'm unhappy with it, you'll know about it. Yeah. See, I'm I'm very similar. And I think that's kind of why we are a good match as friends. Yeah. We both know what we like. Yeah. We both have know not, what we want. Right. And not afraid to say it. We yeah. don't beat around the bush. Mm-mm. And it's it's been frustrating because I have had relationships where they didn't understand that. Yeah. Or just perceived me as being angry all the time or frustrated when things went wrong. And mm-hmm. yeah, I am because if this isn't working out, I want it to. Right. And I want to work. It's not like I'm just stomping my feet and I'm pissed off that I'm not getting my way. I want to know why it's not working and how to fix it mm-hmm. and how to make it work. And that's a big part of Michael and I's relationship. Mm -hmm. We're very open. You know, something that he's told me in particular about our relationship is that he never is questioning where he stands in our relationship. And I guess, you know, when you get slapped with divorce papers out of nowhere, you're kind of like, oh. When, When did this happen? I was, I had no clue. Right. And, you know, maybe he was feeling uncertain, Mm -hmm. but... He was like, I really appreciate that you just tell it how it is. If you're angry at me, Mm -hmm. you just say you are and then we can fix it. Or if you're just angry at something else and it's not me, but I'm feeling that way. You're like, no, it has nothing to do with you. I'm just being a cranky bitch right now. (sighs) Yes, I'm the exact same way. And I feel like that's the healthiest thing that you can do. Yeah. Not Not even just with a romantic relationship, like with friendships also. Right. Specifically, I know Adam and I, we have not had too many of these moments in our friendship. But recently, there was a moment we were having a text conversation about the couch that Adam has. And I was like, (laughs) which belongs to me, which belongs to my mom, which is like a whole thing. But I was like, is Adam mad at me about this couch? And so I texted him and I was like, I don't want you to be mad at me about some dumb couch. Like, let's just not. Oh, right. I was just like, whatever. And I was not I was not mad at you. I know, but it was one of those times where I was like uncertain. I was like, is he mad at me? So I was like, don't be mad at me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you mad at me? Don't be mad at me. Right. I was. I didn't even ask because I just assumed that he was. Right. I was like, don't be mad at me. Mm-hmm. Michael works for himself. He works from home. So he's home all day, has nobody to talk to. And I get home from work and he's like, hi, how's your day? What are you doing? What do you want for dinner? What do you want to do this? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I just need, I just sat in traffic for an hour mm-hmm. and I had to talk to a million people today at work. I just need to like sit and be quiet. And then I would love to tell you about my day. But like you just like bum rushing me at the door. I can't deal with. Yeah. And he's realized that. And he's like, are you mad at me? What's happening? What's wrong? I'm like, no, I'm just overstimulated. Yeah. As soon as a partner can realize that and accept it, Mm. 
things just fall into place. Right. You don't have to say that. You don't have to say, I need to go sit alone for five minutes. Yeah. You know, I get home and Michael's like, hey, how are you? Um, I'm just finishing up some work in here. Let's take the dog for a walk in 30 minutes. Oh, that's nice. And so then it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go change my clothes, check my phone, Mm -hmm. drink some cold water, (laughs) lay down for a minute. Right. And then we can be together and live our life together yeah but there is that like buffer period there is when they're like are you mad at me what's wrong what's going on and it's just like ah no chill i'm just we are perfectly fine i am not right this second i am upset (laughs) so one thing about michael and i's relationship that was really became apparent to me at the beginning when we were first dating and something that's kept us together is his ability to uh support me and support the causes that I mm. feel are important. So he is really a down-ass straight dude. <laughs> he loves gay people. He is hooked on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> and he just, he's not, he doesn't have many gay friends or any, maybe. <laughs> he's, it's not a culture that he's familiar with. Um, so learning things about drag and just like, the dating scene and going to the club and going to the bars, like as a gay person, he's learned a lot Mm -hmm. and he's interested. Yeah. I don't know how to say that in a different way. It's just something he's never been experienced to. And so I think being around Adam and our friends, Mm -hmm. he has really kind of slipped in there and has like made a spot for himself where he kind of fits in. Oh yeah. As the straight guy. Yeah. And it's been interesting to watch him interact with my friends. I've, I've had girlfriends where their boyfriends come around and especially when there's a pack of us yes. gays running around and they're never rude, but you can tell there's like a, a, a period of being overwhelmed mm-hmm. at least. My, I never noticed that with Michael. Michael no, he, came around was a me. He was Michael. He yeah. was fine. And yeah. And he's, he's kind of dorky. He's kind of nerdy. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't try to act like he's, some big bad macho guy because mm-hmm. he's not <laughs> and i don't think i could be with somebody who is like that yeah but something else that he's been really supportive of is just women in general like women's rights mm-hmm. last week there was a protest against the um the shit the shit and i wasn't able to go mm-hmm. because i had a important work commitment right so michael took it upon himself to go by himself oh that's amazing yeah so michael went and showed you know he was another body in the crowd to show yeah. that there are people who's who are not happy yeah, I'm mad about this yeah and i asked him i was like were there a lot of men there and he's like surprisingly yes oh i was a- shocked at the amount of men that were there that's good of course it was mostly women sure but it was a big there was a big chunk of men that were there mm-hmm. and you know who knows if they were gay straight trans bi right but there were men supporting women women yeah. which was and I just get all like teary and misty thinking about it because I wish I had been there. Yeah. Because I would have been bawling my eyes out because right. I just get so overwhelmed by things like that emotionally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's been a big proponent. Yeah. He is. He's very outspoken about it, which is amazing. Right. Especially because you are really you're very active. <laughs> yeah. And I've recently in the past year or so, I've just felt like I am a white, straight woman mm-hmm. who has a platform People will listen to me. I need to use it, Mm -hmm. whether that's for women's rights or LGBTQ rights or 
Um, like we talked about earlier, conversion therapy, um, that's something that I've actually been involved, not conversion therapy. <laughs> that's something I've been involved in. <laughs> I've been with. involved in conversion therapy. No, <laughs> I've been involved in helping um, an organization introduce this same kind of uh, legislation mm-hmm. to the Georgia House of uh, the Congress, Georgia Congress, right. whatever. I'm really bad at those kind of words, but right. um, introducing a bill that will get passed to ban conversion therapy for minors mm-hmm. in Georgia. Like I said earlier, it's a state by state basis. And so I had the wonderful opportunity to help someone within the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention mm-hmm. um, who was introducing this legislation. I volunteer for the AFSP. But this was kind of a side thing. I was able to help him set up a website and his social media so that he could get the word out about this legislation that he mm-hmm. actually wrote. He's a lawyer. Oh, okay. So he wrote the legislation and right. basically just handed it over oh. to um, some Congress, yeah. some um, senators or whatever they're called. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, here's the bill that I would people. like you to um, support. And because of his work and mm-hmm. very little my work, We've been able to get this legislation on the docket for the next session. This is a bill that will actually get voted on next year yeah. in um, 2020. This bill will either be passed or not. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing it because is. it was a really short amount of time. It was like a year in mm-hmm. which he had this idea and then he made it happen. Yeah. And it's taken a lot of my time up mm-hmm. and I and just my volunteering with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Michael has been an extra body. He's been an extra whenever I was like, we need someone to hand out T-shirts. Can you please? And he's like, (laughs) yeah, okay." (laughs) And so he's always been there for me. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a really big thing in relationships, gay or straight. Yeah. That if your partner is not willing to, one, give you the time Mm -hmm. to pursue your passions and to be there to actually help you. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. And until this point in my life, I don't think I would have been comfortable sharing these messages with my partner. Right. You know, it felt they would feel like like suicide's a hard thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I missed the part where why conversion therapy um, and, and suicide kind of correlate. But mm-hmm. it's been shown that uh, minors who are exposed to conversion therapy have a much higher rate of suicide. Right. So this was kind of coincided with reducing suicide rates amongst teenagers mm-hmm. and just the overall message that we care about our children and that we want them to become healthy adults, yeah. whether they're gay or not. Yeah. And with the AFSP, one of the big things that I volunteer with is a community walk. Yes. And yes. which happens every year here in Atlanta and lots of other cities across the whole nation have this same out of the darkness walk. Mm-hmm. But it's basically just a it's a day for people to get together who have either lost a loved one or are struggling themselves mm-hmm. or have um, tried to kill themselves before. It's a day of community to show that there are people who understand your struggles, whether right. it's the grieving of losing someone or just the difficulty of living with suicidal thoughts. Right. There's a community that are people who care about you. And I know this is super heavy, but please look into it. They're called out of the darkness walks. You Mm -hmm. can just Google that and it'll take you straight to the page and you can find one in your city and you can volunteer. You can, you can, you can make a team 
um, which means like, you kind of bring a group of people together to show your support and be a part of the walk. Yeah. And be a part of the walk. Um, you can raise money, mm-hmm. which is always a hard thing. Right. Um, which that's not the most important thing. Um, of course we need money to yeah. fund programs, Yeah. but the more important thing is the community. Yeah. So, um, check it out, get involved if you can. When are the, are the walks at different times of the year? Yeah, they're all city? throughout the year. So Atlanta's happens, um, the first weekend in November. Okay. I thought um, it was pretty soon after pride. It is. And so that's Our another pride. big thing is that I got to work at the AFSP booth at the Atlanta Pride last year, mm-hmm. which was really amazing because uh, a lot of teenagers were coming up to the booth saying, like, how can I tell my school about this? Oh, that's awesome. Like, how can I be involved? Yeah. Because I've lost a friend to mm. suicide because they were struggling with their sexual identity. Right. And so it was really amazing. Somebody came up. They were the president of the Gay Straight Alliance oh, in their school. Okay. And they were like, I want to talk about this. How how can I talk about this? Yeah. And so it was really one of those touching moments where you're mm-hmm. like, I'm literally just standing in a booth handing out pamphlets. Right. But I've impacted somebody today. Yeah. Because those, those like you said, th- those are hard things to talk about to begin with. So then you you think about like the hands of a, a college student or a high school student, they usually have no clue where to even begin. Right. They know that their school needs it. They know it needs to be talked about. They want to talk about it, but have, being able to give them those resources and, and help them through that is, mm-hmm. is awesome. Michael actually was able to join me at Pride because I was working the booth. So I was like, hey, come meet me when I'm done and then we'll do pride yeah because he had never he'd been to the parade once right before but he had never like been done pride yeah he didn't know that it was as big of a thing as it was and so Mm -hmm. he really got to see the community well that's all the end yeah i think we can (laughs) can wrap it up there i had fun with you today yeah thanks for having me i i said this earlier but i feel like i just talked so much Hope I'm everybody glad you had a lot to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a lot to say, <laughs> but I hope everybody enjoyed it. Thank you again for allowing me to one talk about my sordid dating life, <laughs> but also things that I'm passionate about and yeah. that I think are important. Yes, we'll probably try and either post on Instagram or tweet or both out of the darkness, out of the darkness, um, link again and share that information. Thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of Perfectly Incapable. Um, You can see those social media posts at Perfectly Incapable Podcast or on Twitter at Perfin Podcast. And wherever you guys are listening, please remember to follow, subscribe, rate and review. Lewis and I will keep you updated on everything going on. Well, not everything going on with him, but, you know. (laughs) But hopefully he'll be back next week. Lewis will, will be back. Don't worry. He will he will not let you guys miss his voice for too long. Um, But again, thank you, Paloma, for joining. And maybe um, I'll be back again soon. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll have her back, you guys. All right, but I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye.